Restaurant Leadership Conference has always been the home for senior restaurant execs to collaborate and discuss current challenges and solutions. Be a part of this exclusive group from April 10th to 13th in Arizona. Register today at restaurantleadership.com. What are you getting when you order from a virtual brand? Hello, this is Jonathan Mays, Editor-in-Chief of Restaurant Business, and in this week's episode of A Deeper Dive, I have much of the RB editorial staff to talk about virtual kitchens. Joe Guskowski, Senior Technology Editor, recently did a piece in which he had all of us try a handful of virtual brands, including Mr. Beast Burger, Man vs. Fries, Grilled Cheese Society, and Another Wing by DJ Khaled. We rated them on delivery quality, food quality, appearance, and overall value. You should check out the piece, which ran last week. To discuss this taste test, we have with us Peter Romeo, editor-at-large, as well as Heather Lally, senior editor. We talk about the results of our taste test and what they say about these individual brands and their future, as well as the overall value for virtual brands and third-party delivery. It's a deep discussion on the quality of virtual kitchens, so please have a listen. Okay, I am here with the vast majority of the RB editorial staff. We are talking today about a project that we did late last week on virtual brands. Joe, Joe Guskowski, who covers technology, uh, led this effort. Joe, what the heck did you make us do? Okay, so we, yes, we tested four virtual brands. Um, if you follow the restaurant industry, you've heard about these things probably more than you would like, you know, they're growing so fast. We were wondering, you know, is the actual food any good? Or are these just kind of thrown together, thrown up on the delivery apps um, in hopes that customers will find them while they're searching for wings or burgers or whatever. Uh, so we chose for the, the big ones, I guess the most well-known companies, uh, Mr. Beast Burger, Another Wing, Grilled Cheese Society, which is a Next Bite creation, and uh, Man vs. Fries. And so we all, uh, you know, where where we could find them, we ordered them. Not everyone could get all of them. Uh, yeah, we uh, tried them and recorded our thoughts, and here we are. What was our overall conclusion? You remember? It's been a long time, Joel. <laughs> Too expensive mm -hmm. was the bottom line. I mean, for the most part, I think we thought the food was okay. Some of the food was even good, uh, I thought. I think you, most of you would agree. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the prices that we paid, just wasn't really worth it after, you know, you add in the delivery fees and the taxes and the tip. It was pretty astronomical, some of the prices that we paid. Kimberly Kazmarek, our digital editor who participated in this, you uh, paid, how much did you pay for your one burrito? One burrito was $34. That's Was that worth it? I, I feel like it was It was weird because I did the one where you have hot Cheetos in it, and I thought that would be an interesting try. But it just felt there was so much of it. I will say it was worth it for, I guess, getting a lot because I cut it into two meals. But for what you got in there was just like fries, avocado, the crunchy stuff. And I think the reason it was the most was because I got carne asada on it. So I guess if you want meat, it went from like 16 up to the 20 and then with delivery mm -hmm. and everything got included. Right. Was that before tip? So $34 oh, before yeah. tip? Way yeah. before tip. And by the way, tip matters, Joel. 
So when you're paying 20% on top of a bill, tip matters. So you're paying like what? We're paying premiums in the 40% range, plus we're doing the tip. These things get really expensive, but at least you got to divide it into two. I got a burrito and I, I was able to have it for two meals. So I'm generally okay with that on balance. Uh, you know, it was full. Mine was full of fries. It was a man versus fries. And I paid $70 for two items. So we got, a, I got a burrito with loaded with fries, I guess. And then we got sort of, uh, I don't even know what it was called, but anyway, it's just fries topped with all sorts of mushy goop. My kids actually liked the stuff. That was, they probably had more positive comments on that one than any, than any they tried. They all ended up trying the fries, even though we only got two items. But I think that that particular order not only needed to come with fries and stuff like that, it, it actually needed a bottle of Lipitor because it nearly killed me. I don't know if I can handle that anymore. Heather Lally, what was your thoughts on this um, whole experiment? My thoughts were I was very glad that Winsight, our company, was paying for all of this because there is no way I would have shelled out for that on my my own. I mean, it was like 20 plus dollars for a grilled cheese. Uh, you know, everything was just a lot of money. Some of my thoughts were that for items such as a grilled cheese that even my 10 year old can make at home unsupervised. There is zero reason why I would pay that kind of money. And it wasn't even a good grilled cheese. It was like a soggy, depressing grilled cheese. The uh, The soup was quite tasty. The It's like a creamy tomato soup. So I just made my own grilled cheese the next day and dipped it in the leftover soup. But as I was saying to Joe, like, I will gladly pay a lot of money to get a feast from my local Ethiopian place because I am not going to prepare a 12-course Ethiopian feast in my kitchen. A grilled cheese... I might be making a grilled cheese right now while we're on this call. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why. I mean, if you're going to order, well, I think like we've got a few grilled cheese concepts out there, but most of them generally evolve into something beyond grilled cheese because you don't even need, it's like the one food item, like one hot food item. You don't even need a stove. You don't need a pan or any, all you need is an iron and some place to, you know, all you need is like an iron. Do you even need like, you could do it in your dorm room. You just need bread, cheese, butter, and an iron, and you're probably good. So I, I've never quite understood the whole, and we've had over the years, Peter, you might remember this. We've had a few concepts yeah. over the years that thought, hey, we're going to be huge grilled cheese concept, and then nothing. Right. Tom and Chi, uh, Melt, quite a few of them, yeah. I always thought Melt, that was uh, Melt was thought that they they like they they were going to have like a thousand or two thousand units or something like that and they got some money to expand all over the place selling grilled cheese sandwiches right i always thought that was a play for the kids you know a way for, they get mom and dad to, to buy along because the kids loved grilled cheese it was like sort of having a fish fingers concept you know <laughs> it yeah. wasn't something we necessarily would try what do you think of this whole thing? What did you, tr which, what, uh, what food were you able to get? You live out in the hinterlands or something like that. And you weren't actually able to find most of this stuff. I live 17 miles from New York city and uh, I was only able to get one of the four. The, the price was definitely a, a reason to pause. We got two burgers and an order of fries and it was 40 some odd dollars. Not as bad as, as what spoons uh, encountered. But the biggest thing to me was the, the, um, inconsistency not only the two burgers that my wife and i got looked radically different 
And we all ordered, it seemed like we all ordered from Mr. Beast Burger. And you look at the pictures we took and those burgers were all over the, the place in terms of how they looked. And so there are questions about consistency. And I think the argument is that, well, consistency doesn't really matter if you're getting it from one place in one market. You don't know what's going on 500 miles away. But as I discovered, there are multiple outlets for that product in a market. So what you get could vary from day to day. The other thing that I experienced was the whole notion of turning off the concept when you're busy. It was very frustrating to go and look for a product like burgers from Mr. Beast Burgers, only to find out the place closest to me had shut it off for that, that day. How do you build loyalty when you got that situation, when you have a yearning for something and you can't get it, it's a hit or miss. Uh, so that was a real eye opener. And I can't help wondering as full service places get back to where they were in terms of demand and, and volume, if they're going to be able to execute both concepts, the mother concept plus the virtual concept at all, and then you add on, well, doing it when the demand is highest, um, are they going to be able to meet that? So I definitely think there's some some cracks in the foundation. Yeah, yeah. I uh, generally don't, if you're going to do something, you should probably not turn it off. To me, I, I'm not a big fan of the whole idea of, oh, well, if it's busy, we'll just turn off this virtual brand, which I guess, but that basically means, to me, that means like you're short arming a brand. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's like, and then it's not, it's obviously it's a secondary brand. It's not really what your, your, your primary goal is, but if you're just going to shut it off, that's, that's just the ultimate in like, you're just t- treating it as a second class citizen and, and maybe it is, and maybe it should be. But I, and I think that the, the one consistent besides expense of this whole project was generally the food was Okay. Like on balance. I mean, I think that everything, like, that's what I thought. Everything was, was okay. My favorite was Mr. Beast burger. I thought the food was, was better on that than probably anything else, but still, I mean, most of the time I would rather just go to Burger King. It's, uh, you know, the, the one thing actually that was really good, by the way, was the delivery experience. Most of the time was really good, but I don't know. I, I'm just not a huge fan of turning these things off. I can see why they do it because of labor concerns and other issues and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it it's uh I, I think if I'm one of these brand operators, I'm not sure I like hearing that people are shutting this thing off. On the consistency question, both in terms of the food and just the hours, I mean, I think these are intended to be, you know, like extra revenue for restaurants. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not meant to be the main channel of business. And so, like with Grilled Cheese Society, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just using the bread and cheese and soup that they already serve. And they're just, they're not even probably buying new ingredients. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if they get five grilled cheese society orders a day, they're probably happy with that. But I think the consumer is kind of the loser in that situation because you don't, you, you don't know when Mr. Beast Burger is going to be open, you know? Mm -hmm. So it maybe is helping restaurants and it's probably good for these virtual brand companies, but the customers just, I don't know why we, none of us intended to return to any of these concepts because of the cost and the other issues. So that's the big question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, as I said, they're, they are, they, they really become secondary. And if they're secondary, I mean, our consumer is going to want to do it. I mean, as a consumer, I have so many choices where I want to get any of this, food, like chicken wings for crying out loud, 
you know, the amount of I spent on my my chicken wings, I thought was exorbitant. You know, after tip Joseph, I spent well over a hundred dollars. You know, because I'm a good tipper. But it was to me, I thought it was expensive, and I know that I could have gone to another virtual brands. It's just wings, and actually spent less even after the tip. And I, I just, and probably got much better food. I, I just think it's a, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a nice ancillary income, but I still think these got long-term concerns. I want to ask you about the expense here. Cause that's really at the end of the day, the issue was how much it costs. And here's my question for all of you. We'll start, I'll start with you. How much do you like, do you order a lot of delivery? I don't know. I'm not really a delivery person, mostly because of the price. Aren't you a aren't you a millennial? I am a millennial. So do you lose your millennial card by not ordering a lot of delivery? They might. Is that they might like, is there some, somebody that controls this? They might dock some points. You know, yeah. I don't like avocado toast either. So oh, you know, wow. all right. So that's like two two strikes against you. So you don't like. Because I guess my concern here is about how much this costs and whether this is going to continue to be something. Because I thought that the virtual brands might actually be a little bit less, but apparently. And it'd be good to get some really good reference, but it almost seems like it's more expensive than going to a brick and mortar. I mean, I guess it's just wings is definitely cheaper than the DJ Khaled's wing palace or whatever that was. I mean, I looked at just, I just compared some delivery prices here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I looked at Shake Shack compared to Mr. Beast Burger and they were pretty, pretty similar. Wow. Wow. Really? What? Yeah. I mean, Shake Shack is more is comparable to Mr. Beastburg. In price. In price. Shake Shack. Probably the most expensive fast casual on the planet. Yeah. Is it? Oh, all right. Spoons, would you, uh, Kimmy, I mean, I can't call you Spoons on the podcast. <laughs> Kimmy, what w- would you go to Shake Shack or would you rather go to um, uh, Mr. Beastburg? As a person who probably orders out a little bit more than they should, I... I think it also depends on like when I don't know, maybe I ordered so much. I usually get deals to where delivery fees are less. And that sense would make it, especially with something like these virtual brands where it's so much more with just the price of what like the food is itself. I just, it, it didn't seem like it added up. I would probably, I don't really, I've, I've only ever had Shake Shack once, but I probably order Shake Shack more than I'd ever order Mr. Beast Burger. And that was just because there's so many also other impossible burgers that tasted better to me. All right. What do you think of the price of the whole thing? Not, not worth it. I'd rather just get a, up myself and go to a walk to a McDonald's or a Burger King compared to anything. Cause it's, especially with a burger, there's so many burger places. It's fresher just for me to go have it not delivered or not from somewhere virtual. Cause the food is not as fresh as you would get when you can either make it yourself or pick it up where it's closer. I had delivery issues also. So everything was cold for me. Really? Yeah. I had to heat up a lot of things in the microwave and I was like, this shouldn't be what I have to do for a burrito, especially a $34 burrito or anything else. Yeah. 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 I don't know. You should never have to reheat your food once you get it. Heather Lally, you, you order a lot of delivery. I hear, don't you? Well, I have kids. Yeah. We we probably order, you know, once a week, a couple, few times a month. Do you go through, do you go through the company or do you go through delivery providers? How, how do you order your delivery? Uh, it really depends. Uh, you know, we get Domino's a fair amount, the kids like that. So that's Domino's, uh, but we order Grubhub or DoorDash or whatever. But 
I mean, I think the issue with these these virtual brands is I really wonder about their longevity. I mean, mm-hmm. to be a new company, you got to like fill a need and provide a, a useful service that people aren't getting elsewhere. I mean, our another wing experience was just disastrous. I'm still angry about those fries. Literally the worst fries I've ever consumed. Our this is no fault of another wing. Our delivery driver got in an accident. She was okay, thankfully, but it took about it was like 90 minutes uh, from the time we ordered. The stuff was in her car for forever. The company did send me a $15 off coupon for next time, which I will not be redeeming. But but my kids who ate the the chicken, um, my son said it was comparable to the wings that he gets from Domino's and likes, and we can get for a lot less money. So I just don't see, and the, the Mr. Beast burger, I had the impossible burger and it was fine, but the impossible Whopper from Burger King is like superior and a lot cheaper. So I just don't see the, the longevity of, especially since none of us on this call said we would order from these, these brands again. Yeah, that's kind of true. None of, none of us said I, and I won't, you know, I mean, none of us will order from, from the brands again, which is pretty consistent from one to the other. I mean, my, I, those, those uh, DJ collect fries were the worst thing I've ever been. So bad. That's the worst. That might actually be the worst restaurant food I have ever had with those fries, which was really bad. And the fact that we're in two completely different markets, two completely different restaurants, where we're both saying roughly the same thing about the same product is probably says something, but do you, do you get concerned about how much delivery? I mean, we're saying like, like generally, I think that these virtual brands, are the, the issue that we're seeing with these concepts is that it costs a lot of money now to get delivery. Are you concerned about that delivery premium we're paying from your perspective? Um, e- yes. I mean, I think it was during the pandemic, a lot of us maybe got delivery from places where we would not have normally gotten delivery from, you know, that maybe mm-hmm. would have been a drive-through experience. So some of that convenience, you know, we've gotten kind of sucked into, or I have, that it's just nice to have that convenience. But I think as these prices go up and up and up, and as you're seeing these huge premiums on delivery orders and gas prices and and all those things factored in, I think it's going to be killing some of those delivery occasions, you know, at least in my house. I mean, even I, we are big fans of the $5.99 Domino's deal and they just raised the prices on that, which is, you know, once you add in tip and, and tax and all those other things, it's not an insignificant bump in the, the final price of the check. So I think some of our delivery occasions might be going away. You need to be more of a control freak and get carry out like I Yes. Do. Peter, I think one of the issues that I think have with the virtual brands is this, is that you don't have the choice with that. I guess if it's it's really taking advantage, frankly, of a, of, of a consumer that just really wants delivery. And then it's charging premium prices. But like with Mr. Beast Burger, I don't have, you know, I mean, like, you know, like Heather mentioned Burger King, like if I don't want to pay whatever delivery premium I would get to get an impossible Whopper, I don't get impossible Whoppers. But if I were, uh, whatever premium I would get, I mean, I I would just rather just go to Burger King. It's not that far from my house. I could just go through a drive-thru. It's very easy. I mean, what do you think on this? Well, actually, we we get a ton of delivery. We probably get three or four dinners uh, during the week from have it delivered. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting because the price of all delivery has gone up. And I think that's given a little coverage to um, the uh, virtual concepts. You know, they're they're frightfully expensive, but all of delivery is going up. 
But what's really changed for me is the choice that that gives me. Um, instead of spending 40 some odd dollars for two burgers and uh, an order of fries, I could get sushi, which is the high end of our of our uh, delivery options here. So I think there's some switching around. But I, I think the fundamental problem that they're going to find is that um, this is viewed as a, a found sale for restaurants, as Joe said, you know, it's ancillary. Anything you get is great. Well, that's not the case for the consumer. For the consumer, this is a meal. This isn't a matter of, oh, it's so easy or it's so cheap. What the hell? There's nothing really at stake. A lot is at stake. And and so I think that's that's really going to throttle this. And if you look at what what's happened every time we've ever seen any other type of restaurant craze or, or surge of a type of restaurant, invariably a ton of people pour into it and then you have a shakeout and you left with several strong players as an option i wouldn't be surprised if that was the case here and i wonder if we've not seen those yet because a lot of the brands a lot of the virtual brands they deal in sort of mainstream products that you're going to get that you can readily find it's not like it's um crab cakes or something like that i think we're going to see more specialization more uniqueness in terms of the types of um, uh, virtual concepts we see, but we're going to see some of the biggies really have a tough time competing with other delivery options out there for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's worth pointing out that I think of the four that we tried, we had grilled cheese, chicken wings, and burgers, which, you know, it, I mean, grilled cheese for crying out loud, but I mean, it's not unique, even though it's not really that prevalent in restaurants, except on a kid's menu. And um, and then we have, you know, and then chicken wings, which is everywhere and burgers, which is everywhere. And the only what real unique one was man versus fries. I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, that's uh, that's where I think that there are some potential long term concerns because so many of these concepts are just basically me too type operations. I mean, chicken wings were. Oh, I mean, so many concepts just jumped on the chicken wing bandwagon. wasn't even funny. The interesting thing about um, man versus fries, and I would agree, Jonathan, that was the most unique of the brands, but it actually started as like a pop-up restaurant. Mm -hmm. And you could kind of tell that, you know, it wasn't just this thrown together thing to uh, take advantage of the delivery app algorithms. It was, it was an actual restaurant first. I mean, I think that kind of came through. Mr. Beastburger though, I will say we all kind of were impressed by the packaging and the how it looked. I think that they have a real kind of good sense of what their brand is. And to me, mm-hmm. that one felt like the most real uh, brand that could actually, you know, stand on its own. I wouldn't be surprised if they opened some actual, some physical locations with that one. Cause it yeah. seem to have a real sense of what it is. I think they should. I think that would be, that we'd be better for them. And I think that probably gets me to my, one of the last point here is, to me, it makes sense where the these these things will work long term if the company and the brand focus on you know like make the brand a priority. And I think that's when we talk about it's just wings, which is you know obviously a single operation. But one of the things that makes that brand work so well is that the company put made a, a real priority, gave it its own team, and. Uh, you know, it's it's all within, you know, they can control the operations a lot better. And it's, you know, and the whole thing to me, I think was, you know, the experience that I've and my first experience actually with It's Just Wings was awful. But the second one was much better. 
And I think that's, you know, but, but on balance, it's also cheaper. So, you know, that's just sort of an interesting thing. I think that if these brands can focus on the brand itself, you know, and, and make that a priority, then they'll probably last longer. So for that particular rant, Joe, any final thoughts on this whole project? What did you, what was your, what was your uh, overall impression? Do, do virtual brands uh, have a future or, or, uh, or, or not after this, or is it too small of a sample size? It's, it's a small sample size, but I mean, I think I agree with what you all are saying, which is that there's going to be a few that probably remain and it'll probably depend on the market, you know, if you're in a market that doesn't have a lot of good burger options, maybe Mr. Beast Burger works well there. A lot of these I think are going to go away. And I'll leave, maybe I'll leave you with this little tidbit. I emailed a restaurant operator who I interviewed last year about virtual brands and asked him, you know, how they were doing uh, like early last month. He said they were down. He had like seven or eight virtual brands he was running mm-hmm. at his uh, bar and grill. He said they were down about 50% compared to, the high point of the pandemic, just because people are going back to actual restaurants now um, on top of, you know, everything being more expensive. So uh, that's just anecdotal, but, you know, they, they do seem to be uh, slowing down a little as, as things change. Yeah. Super. Thank you everybody for uh, popping on the podcast to talk about food, you guys, uh, and uh, appreciate you joining me. Thanks. 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 And that should do it for this week's episode of A Deeper Dive, which was edited, as always, by the wonderful Kimmy Spoons-Kasmeric, artwork by Nico Hines. You can find this and other episodes of the podcast on our website at www.restaurantbusinessonline.com backslash article backslash deeper dash dive. And you may subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you get your fancy listening shows. I'm Jonathan Mays, your host, podcast producer, and the editor-in-chief of Restaurant Business. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, Restaurant Leadership Conference returns to Arizona this April 10th through 13th. Claim your spot now at restaurantleadership.com. Space is filling up quickly.